1: Hey there. We at BlueWire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe.
2: Hey there, folks. Hope you're all doing well. Welcome back to the Esports Rewind podcast. Hello, oh, hello. hi there,
3: fella. What's your name? Yo, good day, good day there, mate. <laughs> I'm Zan. Nice to meet you, Zan. I'm Jake. Yeah, I feel like it's been so long since we've seen each other, I might as well have just forgotten what you looked like.
2: These weeks are flying by, but they go so terribly slow at the same time. Oh
3: yeah, I know what you mean.
2: But that's why we're here to break down the latest and greatest esports news for the Esports Rewind podcast. Same time, same day, every single week. Zan. Shall we kick it off?
3: Yo, yeah, real quick. Just want to say thank you. Hey, all the I'm time. sorry. I'm all sorry to get in the way. No, I know you, you got your flow going and everything. I just I just felt we, we have to thank the fans real Yeah, quick. for sure. Because our growth in the past week or so since we hit 100K has been amazing. Thank you all so much for the support. We gained almost 10,000 subscribers at the time of recording this video. Yeah. The past week. So it's been nuts. Thank you. Thank you all.
2: Thank you all very much for that. But uh, as per usual, back to business. Let's run it. <laughs> All right, Zan, the first thing uh, is going to be probably a quicker one because we've talked about it a lot now. Fair play. The gamer word, man. Ooh, the gamer word. The I word
3: like that never escapes. It somehow is a gamer word in a re- weird way. Like, these people have been in the scene for, like, five minutes, and already they're just, like, hard R, you know, hit, hit you with it. <laughs> dude, when you put it
2: like that, it's almost just like mm-hmm. – it, it almost makes sense, but it's terrible. It, it's still terrible, always will be terrible. We have mm-hmm. covered so many times – Esports personalities, players, and pros saying the gamer word. If you know, you know. And now we have, finally, the chance for traditional sports to come over to esports. You'd hate
3: to see it. (laughs) To the
2: virtual world. And what do they do? They dropped the gamer word. We're talking about Kyle Larson. Obviously, many of you guys probably know who we're talking about. NASCAR driver. Now, iNASCAR. Well, he was. until we're about five he, minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> until he said the N word on broadcast. His job has now been stripped away from him, along with sponsors. And even iRacing entirely and NASCAR entirely have indefinitely suspended this man from his career because of what he said online. My overall message when I made the video about this here on the channel was that other esports pros and personalities should look at this as an example
3: to actually learn from. I don't know what your thoughts were about this crazy story. I mean, more or less the same. It makes all the sense in the world that he was let go by his teams. I mean, in the professional, like uh, traditional sports world, they don't play with this nonsense. Where you see esports, we've only got a couple, like, I don't know how much more, how much longer, pros are going to be able to slide the way that they have because they've been sliding
2: for years. Yeah. I mean, just in our short time here with Esports Talk, we mm-hmm. have covered dozens mm-hmm. of similar stories, maybe not as bad as the hard n-word. We've covered yeah, a couple though. Usually them, not. Usually not. But certainly mm-hmm. a lot of slurs and things that you should not be saying as a professional in whether it's sports or esports. So I think you're right. I think it's a matter of time, especially mm-hmm. with this story going viral. That, oh, you know, absolutely. it's going to be a crossover eventually. Um, mm-hmm. I think further down the line, whether it's a year from now, a couple of years from now, whether or not you're an esports pro for a low tier organization, whether or not you're for one of the best organizations in the world does not matter upon your skill, because as of right now, if you are the best in your esport and you say things, you get away with them. That's just how it works. I think in the future that changes. And Very it,
3: soon, I'm thinking, because we want more money coming into esports. And the way you get money is by everybody being professional. And I think companies are going to be looking back at people's Twitter feeds and say, saying like, ah, you know what, I would bring this guy on, but he's a little problematic, can't have him representing our brand, so, you know.
2: Yeah, someone we've only seen a few times so far, and huge props to esports organizations hopping on that early. A warning now, guys, all right? If you're a player, you're a rising pro out there, go back now, all right? Filter, search, delete. Get it, out of your, get it out of your vocab. Never say it again.
3: Correct yourself. Yeah, there are better curse words out there. There are plenty of other words. That ones are more entertaining to say. say.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so learn from this. Make it a learning moment. And we'll see, hopefully, in the future, you know, less of this. Mm.
3: Speaking of unfortunate no-no words out there, uh, <laughs> Jeez. Uh, we have an eSports Member of the community once again today, going on a rant. Now Kyle Larson just you know dropped the word, and you know he was you know a little little testy. This man straight up spent a straight minute, like well, a little bit over a minute actually, just going on the most transphobic rant I've heard in my entire life. Yeah, yeah, it was insane. Uh, to give you guys a little bit of background about what I'm talking about, it's it's you know. Those of you FTC members out there know him, you love him, you hate him. His name is Low-Tier God. He is the villain of the FGC. For years, he's been known for his aggressively toxic personality. Uh, those out there from the general gaming scene might remember him from his appearance on E-League's The Challenger. Or um, uh, that one video he put out like a couple years back. That was just him talking trash about Boogie2988. That one video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, anyway. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, and it's just like he's just been... Nuts like insane dude for like years Um, one of the reasons people follow him is because he'll be losing a match He'll rage quit and then he'll just for the next couple minutes Just be trash talking the person who he was just playing against Uh, today It was Sarah blast who just happens to be a non-binary transgendered individual and Sarah was you know dominating uh, LTG in a match of Street Fighter, and you know he does did what he does best he backed out of the game uh, and then immediately was, while live on stream, went into, I'm not going to even vaguely repeat anything he said. And we, if we tried to show you the clip, it would just be like the word B e, and then like beep, five beeps. And then like, and then like the letter A and then like five more beeps. It's insane. I don't recommend looking it up. It's horrifying. It was very bad. It's a
2: pre-recorded podcast.
3: We will yeah. find out
2: hopefully what consequences are undergone. Um, I think to that point, Zan, it's kind of a, it's a sucky situation we're in when it comes to gaming and esports mm-hmm. that there are plenty of people out there who enjoy these kind of personalities. Right. They enjoy people who just berate and talk down and not even criticize, but it's there's not even a word for it. Just put down other people in the most aggressive of manners that should not be tolerated. And there are people that watch this kind of stuff and just probably laugh and probably really yeah, enjoy it. A lot it. of
3: the younger fans out there probably aren't you know, thinking, oh, this is actually maybe not such a great thing to be doing. Oh, this actually has
2: detrimental effects oh, on someone's absolutely. mentality when you talk about them like that. I've never, I have never, and again, I don't follow this guy. I wouldn't suggest anyone does, but especially when that clip was shown to me, I've never, ever seen anyone else in esports, pro or personality, berate someone and and say things about another person like, like this guy did. It, it was was it, Especially because he
3: went... Usually it's like a it's like a brief clip, like thirty seconds tops. That would be a long one for esports. This dude just goes in for a solid minute, and the unfortunate thing is, is he's kind of like a linity in the fact where he's been doing stuff like this for years, relatively. Unpunished. I mean, he's been banned on Twitch several times, banned on Twitter several times, but, you know, his YouTube channel is still active. He still streams totally fine. Uh, he's still allowed to attend events by Capcom, although we did have Mama Dow uh, from Capcom Esports saying that she's going to see what she can do about the situation. In this case, we don't know yet what their response might be. But it's really interesting to see that he's just skated for so many years. When like usually that doesn't—that's not how it works in the FGC. A little bit more so than other scenes. Like for example, just earlier this year we had Uf who was a soul caliber player, player who said some pretty bad uh, anti-LGBT stuff on Twitter in like just one tweet, right? And immediately, all the top tos were like, "You are no longer about- allowed at our events," and he essentially was just removed from the community just like that, just done. You know, but LTG says this stuff, and there will be outrage, but I don't know that anything's actually going to happen. And, I mean, to end on,
2: I, I, don't, I do not understand, and mm-hmm. maybe uh, with the clip going at least a, a bit more viral, this one being well noted by f- quite a few people now, you two will respond, and I expect TOs to certainly respond. Um, nothing, nothing lost banning this guy. Nothing lost. You can only have so many warnings issued to you before you just got to realize that, the life you're living, the way you're living it, just is not publicly acceptable, mm. and that, that's really all I got to say on that.
3: Yeah, you know what? Just for just to share some positivity on the on the backs of these two last not so great stories. If you like FDC stuff, if you like to learn some more, go check out Wooly Verses. Great streamer. This is one of his shirts. I, we don't do shout outs too often, but I feel like we got to have something positive. And
2: he talks nice about people. I'm going to assume yeah. that. He's a nicer yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah.
3: His, his whole thing is like, just, hey, let's get people in the fighting games in a positive way. So, you know, go sh- spread some positivity. Uh, ignore LTG. Hopefully, he'll be gone soon.
2: And before we jump into our next topic, everybody, let me take a quick second to shout out this week's sponsor. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might be thinking there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, BetOnline, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to esports to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. BetOnline has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day. And all online, use promo code Blue Wire to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. And now let's get back to that podcast. All right, Zan, this topic I could talk about with any well, a lot of people, especially our camera guy Pete, for a long, long time. A lot of angles, mm-hmm. a lot of speculation. This being around the topic that Nate brought to light this past week. Uh, He actually mentioned that generational wealth, the wealth created by both Ninja and Shroud in their move from Twitch to Mixer, was certainly the right call, even despite all what we're seeing as of right now. We have long talked about we don't think Mixer is probably a longevity or a long-term play. Um, Given the competition from YouTube and Twitch, it seems likely that platform will fail. I have confidence saying that, and I don't mean any ill will towards anyone who is involved in this move. I actually agree with Nadeshot that the wealth generated by these two in their contracts hopefully was negotiated correctly and will be worth it for the two of them. Um and especially with the the given the fall off in viewership, the signings that YouTube and Twitch have made, every a lot of people are talking about the fact that Mixer has no chance in that run. Nate shot's now come out and said that move was certainly worth it. He would have done the same exact thing. And so my question to you, Zan, is do you think the Mixer money was worth it?
3: I think for people like Ninja and Shroud, absolutely. Because I think we've talked about this in the past, where they've already gained their popularity, they've already established a viewer base, and once their contracts with Mixer are up, I believe they could very easily transition to another platform and do just fine, be right back where they were or at a similar level at least. Uh, for other streamers, eh, well, that's, a, that's questionable.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with you to a certain extent, and there certainly will always be a lot of talking points on this because Mm. then becomes a debate, right? And why my answer is Mm. agreeing with you and the fact that I think it was right. I think these two, Shroud and Ninja, were probably very smart in getting at least a certain portion guaranteed in the millions of millions. No, not millions of millions. You guys know what I mean. Numerous millions guaranteed, and certainly their cash out was big because they were two of your biggest Twitch personalities, um, and you make a good point that other streamers may be not so lucky, um, but even with that being said, there certainly is an argument of after Mixer's downfall, if these two want to keep streaming or not, certainly also adds to this question of, is it worth it? I think we actually saw both Ninja and Shroud have talked about. You can find those clips out there eventually of them trying to slow things down, starting a family, especially a guy like Ninja. Shroud has also talked about maybe not streaming in the future. If you look at this as one last cash grab for the glory years of them streaming, and like you said, their their ultimate growth, right? They both have already hit massive peaks, and this is their plan? Yes, it's definitely worth it.
3: Yeah, that's retirement money right there. I'm,
2: no one's out there saying that Shroud mm. and Ninja want to be streaming till they're 40. If that's the case, then maybe, okay, What, what Mixer's not going to last that long, so will Twitch offer these two money to go back? Will YouTube? I, it, yeah,
3: I think what we'll likely see, and um, this is, pure conjecture so who knows if things will pan out this way but based on the way ninja has talked about the stress involved in streaming and the high level of pressure and how you lose like fans if you step away for even like a day Mm -hmm. you know i would not be surprised if he or shroud makes the call that like hey you know what i'm just going to be a general content creator i'll stream occasionally i'll upload the vods to youtube or something get some clips out of that but you know i don't think that they're really going to be doing the nine to five grind streaming Really? Because there's no reason for them to, outside of entertainment.
2: I don't think they'll be doing that, at least not for too long. And Mm. uh, I think there's always going to be opinions, no matter how many points we talk about. There's going to be people who think, no, it wasn't worth it. They ruined their brand. There's going to be plenty of others who think, yes, it was worth it. They're paying for their kids and possibly their kids' kids, that Mm. generational wealth. And if they do want to keep on streaming, they can always have another platform to go to and likely stream as much or as little uh, as they want to, so I just want to open the floor to everyone out there in the comments as well. You know, do you think the mixer money was worth it, and what's your argument as to why, or why not?
3: All right, Jake, uh, do you remember that CSGO team that kind of popped up a little bit ago, the uh, the Silver Snipers? Oh my gosh, <laughs> dude! Oh yeah, the boys. Oh, I sure do. The Kings, the only. Uh, I think they're the only esports team out there with a roster that's all above the age of 60 years old. And are they still? I believe,
2: I mean, at, at the time, they were certainly the oldest. If mm. you are OG viewers, if you're old, old viewers, I covered this on my old channel and mm. on our, our esports talk as well. At the time, they were the oldest roster ever in CSGO, and right. I think you are probably right. The mm. oldest full roster ever in esports.
3: Yeah, absolutely. If you Which guys is, don't know, sorry. Yeah, yeah. If you guys don't know, <laughs> look them up. Yeah, they're they Are dope. they still together? They're, I don't know. I don't know. They... This they were re- for a time. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's possible Rest to still yeah. Rest if we're speaking too <laughs> yeah. soon. They were yeah. old. Yeah, but, um, you know, anyway, that they have a fascinating story, and Ubisoft agrees because they've bought the license to the article that was written on the Silver Snipers, and they're making a TV show out of it. Get the frick out. Yeah, it's going to be a show about a group of elderly gamers trying to make it a e- as eSports pros. We don't know when it's coming, but we know it's coming. Wait, is this
2: going to be a reality they uh, show no, like no, as in they actually try?
3: No, no, no. Like more of a just like, like a, you know, a comedic slash. Yeah, probably just in the vein of I don't know, I don't know, standard. What, a, what TV. A typical fictional TV yeah, show is? Yeah, okay, yeah, oh, yeah. I was gonna say if they're uh-huh. actually trying, that's wild. <laughs> uh, we don't have too many details yet since it was just announced. Um, but <sighs> hey, I I I'm, I'd love to see this.
2: I mean, I would love to see how it works out. That's mm. so crazy. If you guys yeah. are old, old viewers, or even like really, really OG viewers of this channel. You know exactly who the Silver Snipers were, and when they first came out, uh, I think it was like by Omen or something, HP was sponsored the team, and they came out. Everyone was like, is this a joke? Is this real? No, yeah. They
3: are real people. And they for real went for it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I,
2: they definitely <laughs> – I think <laughs> actually, if you actually look into their backstories, a few of them had, like, never even played, like, Counter-Strike mm-hmm. before or not very long. Uh, but, yeah, like, the average age was, like, it, it, 60, 65-plus or something. It was crazy. Yeah, I
3: think it was 60 minimum. That's so funny. Yeah. And we've seen <laughs> other
2: eSports shows they are going to be slowly popping up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick Fox's one obviously fell apart because yeah, of – a little uh, bit. Oh, uh, we, uh, we shout out Echo, but there's another, but there's another one as well uh, that was also going to pop up. We talked about on on this show, uh, more of a comedic about the. Uh, mm. I think it was actually about. I can't remember the exact uh, details of it, but it was an eSports show. Do you remember it all?
3: I, I think it was supposed to be generally about, like, kind of loosely based on Rick Fox and about starting an eSports team That's or what something I thought, like too. that. That's what I thought, too. Because yeah, yeah. I know
2: Rick Fox is going to be the rekindling of a father and son through video games, and that yeah. was going to be. Um, uh-huh. But either way, there are plenty of eSports shows, you know, certainly probably being thought of, if not solely coming to production. This is one I am super curious how right, they portray. Right?
3: I'm going to be keeping an eye out on. Please do, it. Please Absolutely. do. Absolutely. We don't know what it's called yet, but, you know. Let us know if you happen to hear, hear about it before us. Yeah, okay. hit us up. By Always hit means. us up,
2: guys. Yeah. Silver Snipers apparently are back and mm. coming to...
3: They should just call the show that.
2: Honestly, they should.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so...
2: God dang. Coming soon. All right, to wrap up this podcast, guys, of course, we're talking about it. The mm-hmm. most hyped up esport of all time. And speaking of esports, Valorant has now released a few details of its future in esports. Zan, you want to hit him with some of the soft details? Yeah,
3: yeah. And when Jake says a few details, he really means a few <laughs> details. Literally, like just about nothing. Like, uh, I mean, in realistically speaking, in broad strokes, uh, what Riot has said is that they want uh, Valorant to essentially build. At least initially, from the community, they want the community kind of take the esports scene and mold it into what they want to want it to be, and then from there, Riot is going to step back in and get involved and see. They said they kind of want the scene to be built off of the community's backs in Such a weird a, way.
2: I'm not. I'm not. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's, it's, a, it's a. It seems like a very generic kind of yeah. opening up. Like, hey, yeah. we don't want to. We don't want to starve our game right away by going this typical franchise model, which, by the way, is under heavy fire right now. Um, we have plans yeah, which, for esports, but we want you guys to build it up first and see what happens. Yeah,
3: which I mean, obviously, I think not going for the franchise model right out of the gate is smart. Yes, it is. But I, them saying that they're not really going to be doing their own in-house tournaments, like at all, in general right really off the bat, is, yeah, is is interesting. And mm-hmm. I think
2: I will speak for a, a, a lot of people out there who have voiced their concerns about this, especially when it comes to a Call of Duty franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, Call of Duty just this past season, entering its first franchise uh, season with that league over there. I think people are worried about that Riot and Tencent announces for Valorant. If you're a TO, you're like, oh, I'm going to jump in on that. Your ESL, your Starlighter, mm-hmm. your DreamHack, whoever you are, you come in. You build, like you said, the ground up. You do all the groundwork, all the leg work. The, yeah, you the, take on
3: all the risk. The tough stuff. Yeah.
2: All of a sudden, the scene takes off like Riot wants it to, and then they come in two, three, four years from now and say, all right, TOs, you're done. Franchise model in place. League of Legends copied over to Valorant tournament style. No third-party organizers. It is all franchise model. That's what people are worried about.
3: Yeah, and I think they're right to be worried because oh, we've for seen sure. like Riot is very, very, let's be blunt here. They're kind of not community-friendly when it comes to tournaments. We just saw in the past few months how they are aggressively limiting the way that high school and college tournaments can be held. People to, do not know about this. Yeah. And you brought mm. it to
2: light, and I – sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, no, you're good. You, you deserve to stress this because yeah. I feel like there's going to be a lot of Riot fanboys who are like, we do a great job. We run mm. the best esports. You're right. You run the best esports in the world. But when it comes to actual tournaments,
3: yeah, when it comes to the community you don't and run it. letting like the community actually like, you know, I don't see what the problem would be with a group of high schoolers just saying like, hey, we want to have a League of Legends tournament at our school, but uh, Riot is very aggressively like. Yeah, but you got to play by our rules. You can't say the word league in your. Uh, yeah, and we're limiting your, your prize pool and yeah. everything you give
2: out and the number of people that can participate and the sponsors you can have.
3: And you can't have hold a tournament over, it's got to be finished in X amount of time, which and is. You can only a really hold tournaments
2: way. with this sponsor three times this year. It's yeah, very it's interesting critiques. Very,
3: very restrictive on Riot's part. And hopefully they'll learn from how the community has responded to it because I think there are, these are definitely valid concerns. Hopefully they'll be more open and willing to let the third party scene thrive because I do think that's how an esport stays like really successful long term.
2: Yeah, and it's it's super tough to negotiate or kind of to speculate here because mm. you look at League of Legends, but it's not an FPS and we don't know if if the success of a model or a structure of an esport is based off the type of game, right? Right. League of Legends in their current model is obviously the best in the entire world. It's the most watched and played game in esport currently, so that model works great for League of Legends. Who's to say that model wouldn't work the same for Valorant? We don't know. But when it comes to FPS games, Counter-Strike and their tournament scene has done amazingly well with their current tournament structure and model of tournament organizers and not a franchise model. So Valorant's definitely tippy-toeing a a weird line here, right? They want to compete with Counter-Strike. They want to do very good things like League of Legends does. But which model slash structure do they use? They say, hey, community, you build it up first, and then we'll play ball in a few years. We'll see if they stick to their guns or if they yeah. change things up.
3: Okay. It really makes me think of that meme that you see uh, all the time mm-hmm. where it's just like it's two people and one of them has like an object and they say, I made this and then they hand it over and the other person's like, now I made this. <laughs> I always think of the meme that's like the
2: two guys that are like holding hands and they both uh-huh. have like the biceps bulging and they're uh-huh. like meeting in the middle like,
3: yeah, yeah I have yeah. nothing
2: else to add. But <laughs> <laughs> not yeah, relevant at all. Welcome so. to our new
3: segment, Meme Corner. <laughs> The reviews I don't watch now. oh god dang it either way um, uh-huh. well, let's end on this are you worried about it being built in the community first absolutely I think community organiza- organizers do an excellent job and they deserve to be supported and they deserve all the hard effort and work that they put into the, what eventually equates to the, success, to the success of the game at the end of the day yeah like I think the game dev it's only in their best interest to, the, to allow them to keep doing what they're doing I agree. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm as concerned yet. I'm
2: would be. i more so concerned about the years from now what happens. Mm. Um, also, though, I'm interested to see how they ride that line of CSGO being very oversaturated, too many events, and maybe to some people out there like Fortnite or League of Legends, just not enough events or not enough variety of events, I should say. So we'll see how they ride that line. Valorant Esports coming soon. The plan's been initiated. We'll see how they uh, roll things out. Alrighty, folks. Hope you all enjoyed the Esports Rewind podcast. Z- I don't, dude. Honestly, I'm losing my goddamn mind over here.
3: Yo, yeah. It's, 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 w- I'm telling you, it's the coffee Red Bull combo that you got going. That's dangerous, my guy. <laughs>
2: Sometimes people they watch now they get to see the real me,
3: Zan. You know what?
2: Hit it with that hot outro. Ooh, Don.
3: let's do it. Okay, guys. You know, if you would happen to be interested in listening to the Esports Rewind podcast on the go on your favorite podcast platform of choice on iTunes, Spotify we're all over the place you can find us on the prediction esports talk show network the plaque is right here on the desk that's p-r-e-e-d-c-d-i-c-t-i-o-n uh they're great people other tons of other great esports podcasts there so by all means swing by and check them out thank you to all of our audio listeners so much for downloading and supporting us that way Uh, if you'd like to check us out on youtube just Hit up Esports Talk. We post daily esports news content, almost more than anybody can watch, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just so, say, it, huh? Yeah, you know, I don't, Hey, let's be real. I've
2: actually had this thought before. Uh, I know this is a weird outro. Uh, I actually uh, have had this thought of like, wow, if anyone out there misses a day, they mm-hmm. come back to the channel and they're like, what the frick No, happened?
3: yeah, for real. And I like I like monitor the channel and take care of like our comments and stuff in terms of like, you know, making sure nothing gets caught in spam. Yeah. And it's like, it is so easy to get track of all the things we've actually covered. On the channel already? Yeah, and like, it's crazy. You like know, you
2: come back after like forty. Like you go, you go away for a weekend with your family. You come back to fourteen videos. You're like, <laughs> what the frick? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> for
3: real. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, uh, thank you all so much for the support lately. We just hit 100,000 subscribers, prob- <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably close <laughs> to 110 now. So, you <laughs> know, thank you, every- Thanks you all of our new subscribers. Welcome to the family. Uh, don't have a name for that yet, but, you know, we'll figure that <laughs> out at some point. <laughs> if you'd like to, hey, send us your suggestions. Welcome to the zoo! Yeah, <laughs> we've, we've thrown that one out there a couple times. Yeah, send us your su- suggestions for what you think the uh, fan base should be called. We don't need a name Yeah, we say. don't need one. Yeah, but, you know, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say <laughs> in the comments us down below, by all means, let us know what's up. Uh, we're also on Twitter at talk underscore esports on Instagram at esports underscore talk. But uh, we love it when you guys reach out. Thank you all so much. And uh, Jake, you have anything you'd like to leave the people with? Just thank you all so much. All of you guys who send us stories, you save us a lot of time with that kind of stuff.
2: There are plenty of stories that you guys send us. We only cover because they're sent to us. So you guys are awesome. Thank you all for watching. As per usual, same time, same day, every single week. Esports Rewind. Wad West. Until next time. Take care, gamers. <laughs> Million, million sub channels across different regions and different esports out there that people haven't even heard about. And on top of that, you got Twitch re signing all of their top dogs, so yeah. they're locked in
3: you got them under i mean streamers creators they're all, they're all very smart very business business savvy people to be able to have the careers that they do and if you listen to a lot of the conversation from them around mixer obviously nobody's blatantly talking trash you know yeah but cuz they're they have friends yeah, yeah but that they're are on mixer. very very much da- dancing around the subject i think everybody knows mixer just really isn't the place to be to really Boost your career, you know. I think it was a good call for like somebody like Shroud and Ninja. Great they're, call. They're already, Probably. yeah, they're already very, very well known endemic creators in the space. You know, they could leave Mixer any day and go anywhere else and be fine. You know, and honestly, just, I think they could go back to Twitch and <laughs> regain a lot. Lar- I think yeah. Shroud will be just fine. Uh, Shroud's return to Twitch, if it does mm-hmm. happen, let's call no, yeah. him here. And then he'll be bringing, bringing back a huge ba- ca- bag of cash with him. Yeah, you know. He'll be like, Yo. <laughs> Guys, I'm back.
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because if they, uh, yeah, if they welcome him back with open arms, like Mm -hmm. I think they might. I don't know about the whole how these things work when they get split off. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I think especially with a signing like Pokemane, I, I really do think her top offers were Mixer. Mm-hmm. And Twitch and mm-hmm. she chose Twitch. I would love to hear her true reason. She gave a bit of details in her video mm-hmm. But you know none of these people can give the real real reasons. Yeah, right? of course they It's can't all say, just like
3: surface level like oh, yeah, you know, I just felt like Mixer's gonna die like, Mixer uh, Mixer just didn't feel like the home for my family, you know yeah, it's Like they'll all never, stuff like they'll that. never yeah.
2: outright say
3: yeah. Mixer
2: won't survive. That's mm-hmm. why I stayed with Twitch or went to YouTube like, Right. Yeah, but the day someone does say that we'll could be covering it for all of you percent um, I just I don't see a future for Mixer, but I, I hope there is one. Yeah.
3: I mean I think in the past, I'll just, just uh end on this from my end. Um I think the only thing they really could do is get some really nice integrations going with Xbox and Game Pass. Yep. We've seen that Game Pass is doing an astronomically well game developers love it fans love it it's just a good service all around you have said
2: this time and time and time yeah, again yeah
3: and if we can get some of that, those people who love game pass to just you know dip their toes and mixer then that could at least maybe keep the lights on for a few more months i mean it could help yeah who knows?
2: you've talked about this for a while i guess mm. i'll end on this one i agree with you mm. uh, it's really weird to come down to the fact that like it comes down to this fight. We've already mentioned so many different angles, but it also mm-hmm. comes down to those goddamn Twitch primes. Like, yeah, it really does make a huge such difference. A help. Yeah. Not for only for creators re-signing, but it's just sticking on Twitch. Those mm-hmm. free subs, mm-hmm. those free money, and as of right now, Microsoft and Mixer have no competition for giving out free money. All righty, folks. Thank you all for watching. If you guys are uh, Come back, viewers. You probably know what's about to happen now. We're about to end the podcast, and Zane's about to give you a little speely-deely.
3: Yeah. So, as always, if you want to listen to the Esports Rewind podcast on the go, on your phone, on your favorite podcast platform of choice, you can find us on iTunes and Spotify as part of the prediction esports talk show network uh, we upload there one day before we go live on youtube so you know if you ever want a sneak preview of what's to come maybe you slide on through and download you know shout out to all of our audio listeners i really appreciate you guys um thank you for tuning in uh you know if you happen to be interested in more some more daily esports news content you should check out our youtube channel where we were just grateful enough to uh hit over a hundred thousand subscribers thank you again everyone for that Um, You know, as always, if you ever want to reach out to us, send us a story. Uh, We've gotten tons of amazing info from you guys in the past couple weeks, so thank you. Uh, Please reach out via the comments. Uh, We're on Twitter at talk underscore esports. We're on Instagram at esports underscore talk. You know, we've got uh, DMs always open. We're always willing and waiting to hear from you guys. So, you know. Thank Thank you all for watching. The eSports Rewind Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. As per usual, we'll
2: see you guys back here same time, same day, every single week. Thank you all again for watching. Until next time, stay healthy, stay safe, (laughs) gamers.
1: Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history.